The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another hot episode of HBCU. I wish your boy Pooh Bear. Uh, my man, Aunt Petty Murphy, will be joining us shortly. We also have a special guest in the building. Uh, we're going to get to him, Mr. Mason Smith, HBCU legends, contributing writer. Uh, he also got a real, uh, a, a nice new job. Uh, I don't know if we're going to talk about it. We might not talk about it, but he got something else on, you know what I'm saying? But that's all right. But you know, he said he's still down for the culture, so. It is what it is. But, man, man, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We have some breaking news we're going to talk about, but I ain't going to talk about it by myself. But uh, y'all know what it is, man. I want to give a shout-out to everybody tuning in. Uh, you can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. As always, man, thank you for tuning in. Uh, oof, this is just getting ugly. I know y'all ain't watching that game. That game over with. Might well tune in. Stay here. We got we got something more interesting for you. Uh, but y'all know what it is. Uh, before we get started, give a shout out to our sponsors over at BetOnline. BetOnline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we got the man with us from HBCU Legends, contributing writer, Mr. Mason Smith. Welcome to HBCU Hour. Sorry about that. What's good, man? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Pooh. How you hanging, man? Man, I'm in here. I'm in here. Um we didn't expect uh, necessarily to have some, you know, we was going to talk about the games and, you know what I'm saying, just, you know what I'm saying, take it that route. Uh, I wasn't expecting to have some news tonight, but um, we got some breaking news that came out. Hi, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe them. 
Oh, I would say all everything. Uh, you know, what I'm saying just Mister Texas Southern himself, man, Andrew Body, uh, dropped a a um, he dropped a a message on Twitter announcing uh, basically that he's out. Uh, hold on, I got it here. Bring it, get it pulled up so people can see. I don't know if everybody can see that. That's that's as big as I can put it. But uh, basically, he says, Godspeed. Uh, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. First John 5 and 4 of the NIV. Then he says, uh, which is new, uh, was it new, I don't even know, new international, I can't remember what it is, NIV version. It ain't the King James, put it like that. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Daddy. I know I should know what that means. I apologize. Uh, but then it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs, third chapter, fifth through sixth verse. And he says, first off, I want to thank God for everything, past, present, and future. I encourage everyone reading to find, uh, reading this to find build a relationship with him slash God. Thank you for all the prayers. I would also like to thank my coaches, teammates, friends, my city, Corpus Christi, and of course, Tiger Nation for being patient and supportive throughout this process. With that being said, after multiple doctor visits and conversations with my family, we have decided that it's necessary for my health to proceed with a medical red shirt this season. It wasn't an easy decision. It is very disappointing to be unable to compete this football season, but I do look forward to next year. God willing, I will be a thousand percent. So he's hanging it up for the season. I'm let me <laughs> slow down because people, yeah, he said he's he's hanging it up for the season, uh, medical reasons, and wow. Um, I think we all kind of saw the writing on the wall with this one. Uh, hate to see it. Uh, but what what are your thoughts? Uh, you on mute too? You on mute? I didn't want to interrupt y'all because you, oh, you know, you channeled in a pastor as you was reading yeah. the scriptures. But <laughs> but no, but no, Andrew Body the player. I wanted to talk about just. For one, we consider him a rising star in the SWAC and really an HBCU ball. Like, we talk about Jeremy Musa. We talk about Davius Richard. Andrew Brody has all the tools mm -hmm. and intangibles to really be the next man up, not only on the college level, but maybe somebody can even play on Sundays. We just all knew he was still on the right. younger side and wanted to develop. That's what we were looking forward to seeing him do this year. We saw some good things when he played against Prairie View in that opening Labor Day Classic game. And to kind of see this news with the injury, you know, it's, it's very disheartening. You know, the fact that we won't get to see him challenge or prove himself as the second best quarterback in the SWAC or maybe even the best quarterback in the SWAC, depending on who you talk to. Like, I think it's just very, you know, harsh for the Texas Southern team. I don't think anybody really had Texas Southern going too far in terms of, you know, SWAC championship, celebration bowl. But still, Body was making a lot of things possible for them because of how talented he was. So I think it's a lot to unpack. You know, I, I hope he, you know, has a quick and speedy recovery. I hope he returns to Texas Southern, you know, more powerful than ever because everybody loves watching him play. I love watching him play as well. Yeah. Um, you said something there. 
the first time, first thing everybody does when, we, when especially this preseason, when you talk about best quarterbacks in the sweat, the first thing they say, they either say um, Jerry Mamusa and Andrew Body when healthy, or they say it most likely Andrew Body, depending or something like that. Is uh, his name is always announced when you talk about uh, mm-hmm. some of the best quarterbacks in the sweat. Um, I am. I'm. I know when I talked to him, or when we talked to him during, during Swag Media Day, one of the first things he he talked about, he was happy to be, you know, saying healthy, have the team healthy. Um, they were looking forward to uh, the run that they were going to make, um, and, and kind of getting some of that respect back. So I, I know this is hard on him. It's hard on the team, um, that family. Um, such a one, such a nice family. Uh, Everybody who's, for the most part, because <laughs> I, I know the little, you know, saying a little drama, you know, early in the season. But everybody who's ever mentioned um, Andrew Body or Mrs. Body has talked about how nice they were. Uh, I know when we had him on, how like, you know, what I'm saying how how humble he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's hard because you like him so much as a person that it it wraps you in, and it's just hard to see, you know. I feel, you know, I feel like, you know, saying that's my quarterback. You know, what I'm saying right, it, that, that's true. And I, the thing that's crazy about it is when you see a person that you enjoy talking to as a person, right. you just hope for the best. But honestly, we've seen it HCU ball specifically at the quarterback position. We like, okay, well, someone was a great person, but we're not really sure how far he can go in this quarterback thing. Yeah, you watch Andrew Body play, you see his build, you see the intangibles that he plays with. Like, oh, he might be somebody. And not mm-hmm. and like every year we always talk about who can be that guy. Like at one point it was Felix Harper, one point it was Akil Glass. You know, currently it's David, it's Richard. And that's not to say any of those quarterbacks didn't deserve it. They did. But when right. you look at Andrew Body, you're looking. I mean, it's kind of in the name. If you look at his body, if you look at you know the build that he has, he is built like a professional quarterback. He's built to play the position, especially how it's played today with his dual threat ability. I think it's really frustrating to watch him play. And then you see the injury he dealt with at the end of last year. You see how we kind of dealt with stuff this year. And now ultimately for a season to be cut short, you know, it's it's frustrating. But want to kind of continue with what he said, there were there were concerns about, you know, is this Andrew Body's last time in a Texas Southern uniform? Like that that was the rumor that was starting to swirl. And I'm gonna be honest, Pooh, at least at least on what he's talking about, at least the way he worded it in his uh it's basically his farewell for the season. I think it's a legitimate and solid chance that he'll be back for Texas Southern next year. Like, I think, you know, that's still very much in the cards. I don't think it's a case of like, you know, I don't think it's like Shadur and all that stuff that kind of went on with like you. If Once you knew that Dion was leaving, that you knew he was right behind him. I think right. it's a legitimate case of like they're going to weigh options out. Of course, in football still a business. He's going to weigh things out and see what's the best option for him. But I – I certainly think that come return to Southern is still on the table for a number of reasons. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I, I, you know, and everybody's kind of, you know, saying wishing for a speedy recovery, wish them the best. Um, it's hard to find anybody that's going to um, say anything bad about him. Uh, I think the worst thing that people I've heard people even say about Andrew Body is, yeah, he probably going to transfer to go somewhere else. 
you know, saying somewhere that's gonna use this time. That's like the worst thing that people have said about him. And and, I, and I'm with you, at least reading it. Um, it sounds like I, I know it he wants to come back, at least in his wording, he wants to come back to Texas Southern. Um and I, I I pray that we see him get that opportunity to be the best him that he can be with with those weapons, um, because it's always a, a some kind of caveat. It was he's um, last year. It was a uh, but he doesn't have those weapons that he you know saying you know saying needs to shine or you know saying everybody's hurt or, or whatever. So I hope we get to see Andrew Body with everything you know I, I think so yeah yeah i I, def- I definitely agree and i think i think the fear when it comes to the idea of transferring at least on the hbcu level mm-hmm. more times than not we're concerned about them transferring away as in away from hbcus mm-hmm. altogether you know we most recently you probably think about tank dale alabama and receiver went to houston you know you see him draft we're all happy for him but it's like dang you know that's really alabama and him guy you know you look yeah. at the from north Carolina and team did everything you need to do as a running back, and now he's at Virginia Tech, if I remember correctly. I think that's the fear when it comes to transferring with a top HBCU talent. Is usually means transferring out. Yeah. Like if, there, if there's an interconference, you know that may be a whole other subject we can get into. But you know, I definitely think he wants to come back. And one thing I want to watch, one thing we should pay attention to as the weeks go on and the season goes on, how do his teammates react? Because one thing about teammates, with what they say or what they you know portray. They're going to let you know what the status is of any situation. They're going to let you know, like, okay, you know, body, talk to them. Like, you know, they, if you talk to them, like, let them know, like, okay, maybe a more positive outcome, at least on the HBCU side. If we're seeing a lot of, like, division, you know, they don't really talk about them too much, I think it's going to be a very obvious answer in the other direction. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and, you know, probably probably one thing I want to, we should keep in mind, too, is, you know, if there's any other factors in terms of personnel, that may also influence the decision. I don't want to go too far. I've never been a person to call for anybody's job. But, you know, like, I understand what there'll, you're saying. There'll yeah. Be, yeah, there'll be, there, there may be a case of where, like, if, if body stays, someone else may go. And mm-hmm. I, it's, it's a very interesting situation to watch as the season unfolds. Yeah. Um, Craig, I know Craig is, you know, saying uh, family to, to the bodies. He says red shirt. Yeah, medical red shirt for, for Andrew Body. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Said he talked to uh talked to the right. team already. Okay. Okay, cool. So yeah, definitely, definitely praying that he's, you know, first off, you know, saying healthy, uh gets back healthy and, and everything. And um he can definitely be, you know, contribute to the team in other ways while he's not on the field, but um gets back next year and we can see what he can do on the field. Uh see that 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 has, i mean he has probably the mm-hmm. one of the highest ceilings i've ever seen um in the hbcu guy um so yeah man, you man you you watch i watched the tape against utsa mm-hmm. and i when i watched that tape last year i remember like he's legit because of course the the knock on hbcus is we can't really punch up we can't really be anybody that's considered above us you watched texas southern versus utsa last year that team probably could have beat them had it not been for a couple of blown coverages. Andrew Body did what he needed to do to yeah. play in that game and show that he could do his job. I think that's the really exciting part about him is the fact that, you know, his efforts aren't just in a bubble. They are definitely something that can translate to whatever level he competes against. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, Craig says, uh, just think he wasn't 100, uh, 100 versus PV. And I know that for it's funny because um, I was at the I didn't see the game. I was at the uh, Labor Day Classic. We we just funny. We just talked about I was at the Labor Day Classic uh, in, in Montgomery. And I was on the phone and called like I was calling him as we were walking out. And he was like, man, body is putting on the show. He was telling me his stats and stuff. And I was like, okay, wow. I was like, you know, so I'm glad, you know, to hear this. And then, you know, of course, you know, the, the comeback happened. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just yeah. But I don't want this to sound like a funeral for them, young man. I, I we have no. high praise for him. Love, love, yeah, body so, man. Like I, I just we yeah. hope he recovers quickly. Hope he sticks around because he he's special. Right. And we we Very. that that work is thrown around a lot. But no, that dude is special. And if everything goes well, if he continues to build, we're gonna see him on Sundays. We are. Oh yeah, big facts. Big facts. Well, man, we can move on and start talking about some of these games we got, man. We finally have – last week was the start of where we started having some um, some conference games and – and well, not really – but just having those big matchups, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, on the docket, man, um, I didn't plan this. I, I, I'm wearing my Southern shirt today. Um, but we got Southern versus UAPB. Uh, Southern is coming off a bye week. UAPB is coming off a um, extended week. They played on Thursday last week against uh, Alabama A&M in a close fought game. Where um, I'm gonna be honest with you, um, UAPB lost it more than A&M won it. I'm not taking anything away from from A&M, Alabama A&M at all, but UAPB more lost that game than anything. Uh, but we got this matchup coming up. Um, do we see Dooley go back to back? Oh, Battle of the Real Bluff. I like that, D-Log. Say the real bluff. <laughs> that's that's cute. Uh it's a, it's a tough world. <laughs> to, to, to be honest with you, Pooh, I picked um I picked UAPB to beat Alabama AM last week. Mm. I did. And for a lot of the reasons that I saw, it's because that defense is legitimate. Alonzo oh, yeah. is a defensive guy, and that deep that defense plays like its hair is on fire, and that's what I love about them. Like that defense can win them some games. It's the offense, and the offense gets the job done. I think with UAPB, they are just a young team. You know, some new faces and key positions. You know, new head coach. You know, that's not to say Alonzo has any a rookie or anything. Yes, he's a first year coach, but he's been around for a while. For those oh, yeah. who don't know, but like. It's a matter of them growing, continuing to evolve and mature. It's like, okay, look, we have to learn to close games. Closing games is not something you can get by practicing and training and studying film. That's something you're going to have to see in under the bright lights with game situations. Like, okay, this is how we close it out. So I agree with you. UAV kind of lost it, and they were up by a touchdown. Like, it's, yeah. And keep in mind, Alabama A&M's offense has still been – Inconsistent, I'll say, because of the quarterback situation, the carousel that's going on. Is it Langford? Is it Brown? It's an, it's now Casey. So there, there have been opportunities. That team just probably isn't ready to win. UAPB is not. But I do think against Southern, they're going to have a really solid chance. Why? Because Southern's offense kind of in a, a similar predicament. You know, I believe in Harold Blood. Harold Blood deserves mm-hmm. to be the starter for that offense. He's done some good things. He, I can let he carved he carved up Alabama State that first game. He, he was carving them up the first. Oh half. yeah, just, that first half. Yeah, he, he was carving up, but then second half he just. Is oh. so second half I, I, coming out of uh, coming out of the tunnel. Uh, Harold Blood, you know Alabama State's in the end zone warming up and and you know saying stretching and stuff. 
and it was a DB. He was like, I couldn't see the number. He was just laying on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Leg stretching. You know, they stretching his leg. <laughs> he was like, hey, I can't, I ain't gonna repeat all the words he said, but hey, throw me one. Throw me one, blood. Throw me one. And then um, it was another DB. And I mean, the referees right there, the coaches right there. There's another DB yelling at him as, as hair blood is coming out. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, Mm-hmm. Be in, you know what I'm saying? We coming after you. <laughs> we coming. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, all right, this second half might be a little interesting. And that, that it yep. was. It, that it, it was. was that, that defense turned up and it was. We knew what that defense could be for Alabama State. And they mm-hmm. decided to play like that in the second half. Now, granted, there was a dash of Southern stepping off the gas because mm-hmm. Because Dooley said it and Blood said it. I'm not sure if you got a chance to read my article because I read a, I wrote a story after that game talking mm-hmm. to Dooley and Blood. They both said the same thing. Like they felt like they didn't, you know, basically run through the finish line. They didn't run through the tape. Like they they felt like the first half that you know the card them up looked perfect. Couldn't ask for a better first half. Second half, you know, Alabama State defense is great, but everything that you saw them do offensively in the first half, Southern did not do in the second half, and that was just it was just a compound of things on top of. Alabama State, Alabama State's offense, man, bless their heart. Cause uh, we we'll, we'll get into that later with the second game. But the yeah. fact that so the fact that Southern, you know, still is not the best offensively, they still got some things to work out. I think it's prime for UAPB if they continue their defensive streak to maybe maybe sneak one past Eric Dooley, sneak yeah. one past the Jaguars. Um, as quiet as it's kept, Southern got the number one defense in the sweat right now. They do. I, and I'm not saying opinion based. I mean statistically speaking. Yeah. Um. So I as quiet as it's kept. This game is going to be uh very low scoring in my opinion. Um. Yeah. If I was if if I was a betting man, which I am, I'd be taking the under. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's, the- this is going to be a hard fought defensive battle. Score will probably be real ugly, like seven to six type deal. Like it's going. Right. It's, it's not going to be pretty. Right. But. Two, def- two defenses. I-, I got it. I think if I had to pick one, if I had to pick a team to win, I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Hampton, man. I'm gonna go with UAPB to pull it out in an ugly one. I-, I think the defense is probably gonna do enough. Yeah. Offense is gonna just get them over the hump just enough. And, they- and they yeah, this is it. it. This is this is in uh, Pine Blow too. Ah man, I might have to lean Coach Hemp too. You know, I, I think Southern does enough to to win the game, but I think think UAPB finds a way to win it just due to it's it's time. I think it's just time, if that makes sense. They've so, they've been building. They they gonna get there. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, man. Oh, I'm, I got some A and I'm gonna come back when we get to that game. I want I'm gonna talk about that because uh, you mentioned that about the offense. I'm gonna get to that. Uh, next game on the docket, man. We got. All corn, a big bad Braves heading down to Montgomery to take on Alabama State. Uh, the fighting E Robs might have marched the Hornets. Uh, hey, we swag, that's all we know. Yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I, I say this by Coach E Rob is one of the, the people who you know he gets tired of questions. I, I know I've asked Coach E Rob a question too, and he'd be like, Man, get this dude off the mic, but he's so nice about how he answered though. Um, uh, but I think this is a this is a, a good I think this plays more into Alabama State's hands, and this is why I say that. Um 
Alcorn has not necessarily had the best showing passing the ball this season. And if you're going to, if you if you're a team where um, your defense has has carried you, and you pretty much know that you're you you can make a team one dimensional, this might play into your hands mm-hmm. and give your offense a, a, a bit of a chance. The the challenge that we're going to see in this game, honestly, is the quarterback situation for both teams. But mm-hmm. it's kind of just it's kind of disappointing for Alcorn. You know, Tyler Macon, the Missouri transfer. You know, I was excited about him. Coach yeah. McNair was excited about him the season start. Has not panned out. It just hasn't. You know, Jarvian Howard, he's slowly but surely getting getting into his rhythm. He didn't do well the first couple games, but the last game against McNeese, oh yeah, he did his thing. Oh yeah. Alabama State. You saw what Damon Stewart did against Florida AM. And to be honest with you, they the offense just wasn't built, at least at that time, to beat FAMU in a shootout. It just wasn't. And mm-hmm. I think when you're as great as ASU's defense was, we're talking about one of those potent offenses in the swag when it comes to FAMU. So it's understandable they give a certain amount of points. Alabama State just couldn't respond. They can't answer the bell offensively yet. But I think what you saw from Stewart going for 289, I think that's a really good sign for ASU's offense going forward. I think it's going to have a lot more balance. You know, yeah. I love – I appreciated D. Davis. You know, and I think he has a lot of talent. And I don't think it's going to be the last we're going to hear from him. To the oh, end of the day, not. Like, it's, it's not. But I think he – it's still some stuff to work on. With Damon Stewart at the helm for ASU, though, that, that offense looks a whole lot more legitimate. <laughs> it looks yeah. it, just, it just looks a little more well-rounded against going against the Braves. Yeah. Uh, completely agree. Uh, completely agree. I am – I want to see the running game get going for Alabama State because uh, Howard has – I've seen him get like 30 yards, 40 yards. Um and I don't think he necessarily needs to bust 100, but I, I would love to see him get, you know, saying double-digit carries and, you know, saying 70 yards. Uh, something just to to take a little bit more pressure off of D. Davis, take some pressure. Well, Damon Stewart uh, now. Um, Coach Rob said that D. Davis still has, a you know, saying a place in his offense. There's some things he can still do to contribute, and I completely agree. Oh, yeah. So. It's going to be a Taysom Hill type situation, though. After- yeah. <laughs> Hey, Taysom Hill in the league, though. So that oh, yeah. Good, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, and then this one's at, and I don't want to keep picking just the teams cause, just because it's the home team, but this one being in, 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 in Montgomery, being at Bama State, I think I'm, a, I'm leaning more Bama State than I am Alcorn. Um, I, think, I just think, yeah. yeah the defense, I, I think the defense just, yeah. And defense then, is going to step up. Yeah, defense yeah. going to be solid. Alcorn's defense is probably okay, not great. And that's where that's what's going to be an issue because I told this to a guy that just joined the Montgomery beat not too long ago. Jacoby Jones, former NFL receiver, is on Alabama State staff. People, a Bingo. lot of people really don't know that. Like, uh, Super Bowl winning, uh, at, at that, uh, yep. wide receiver. So, like, they like some people really don't know that Jacoby Jones is down there doing some great things. So, I think with the offense going against Alcorn's defense, I think will favor Alabama State. And I think ASU's offense going against – I mean, ASU's defense going against Alcorn's offense is going to favor Alabama State as well. So, I think when you kind of consider, like, the factors of the game and, you know, what goes into that, ASU kind of has to edge offensively and defensively. So, it's fair to go with Alabama State, and that's what I pick. Yeah. 
That's funny. I, I missed this comment earlier, but D Live, he's a uh UAPB guy said, Man, it's crazy how people pick us now. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, after that Tulsa game, I, I actually um I, I told my dad's a UAPB uh uh former UAPB guy, and um him and then there's a uh, another lady that, that uh, follows the show, another family member, I should say, my cousin Nikki. I know she out there <laughs> watching somewhere. Um I hit her up and I was like, Hey, UAPB ain't nobody homecoming no more. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, he says that wide receiver getting at least a hundred. That boy from Bama State is cold, despite. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. First of all, that you first of all, you baby versus Tulsa. I watched that game because it was the first game of the year. Like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna tune in. That first, did you watch that game? Yes. In the, the first five minutes, I'm in my house going like, oh my gosh, they're doing yeah, this. Bro. Listen, they got that touchdown. Then they got the stop, the fumble, and got, I was like, man, okay. I was going crazy in my house. I. <laughs> I was going crazy, like, oh my goodness, they might yeah. do it. And yeah. the and the one thing I want to add when it comes to HBCUs is they're approving their stock. Usually it became a case of, well, this team just got outmatched by this team. I don't believe that was the case for UAPB against Tulsa. I believe, okay, if I look at these plays, if any of these plays go well, the momentum is shifting. There were two really drop, there were two drop passes by uh Lewis. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one, both of them were near the sideline. He catches either one of them. The drive continues for Pine Bluff, and they may score on either one of those drives. Like when you have plays like that, that's very determining of how your offense rolls. And they can't just they can't recover from that. But I digress. Bama State yeah. over Alcorn. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, man, we're gonna go to the Miac for a minute. Uh, this is payback uh, or a revenge game. Campbell takes on North Carolina Central. This is a game that uh, Central really feels like they let slip out of their hands last year. Uh, David Richard is said to be returning this week. Oh, if, he, if he's coming back, that, that, mm, I got North Carolina Central for sure. I yeah. think the biggest thing when it comes to out of conference, especially with the MIAC because they play more of them, you know, it's time to start improving that stock. And I think the teams in the MIAC now that are playing these games are in a position to do so. North Carolina Central's offense is really solid. You know, you didn't get a chance to see it against UCLA. Obviously, Richard was hurt. You know, there were other factors that were kind of, you know, it fell apart faster than against UCLA, which is, you know, it is what it is. But I do think that Central's offense is way more up to the challenge to defeat Campbell and show like, hey, you know, this is not this is not a pushover game. This is not an easy win, like you said, you know, for UAPB. But, you know, the whole college football lens to kind of use HBCUs as a UAPB of sorts. That's not the case anymore. And I feel like the games we're going to get to further down this list is going to further indicate that. But as far as this game goes, Davius Richard, Mookie Collier, Khalil Becker on defense, all, all the stars for Central are going to have something to prove. And I think they're going to want to get this game. And I like I like their odds going against Campbell. Yeah. Uh, D-Law being petty. Say how many more weeks until we get to uh, <laughs> me at conference play? Um, hold on, I'm looking it up now. I'm trying to see that. Oh, it's going to be a minute. It's, it's going to be a minute. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do we? It, let's see. At least, is it at least two weeks? Two weeks. October 16th through 22nd. Mm-hmm. And it opens up with a Thursday night game, North Carolina Central at Morgan State, which... I actually would have. I actually may. I may have leaned Morgan State if they had any 
kind of offense. If they had any competent offense, more if Morgan State, oh my gosh, they could oh. be Morgan State could literally be either undefeated or three and oh, I'm, I'm sorry, three and one with the win over uh, uh, a top FCS school, a ranked FCS school, a uh, FBS school. <sighs> Man, yeah. What's 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 funny? I think you were on uh HSU nightly with me. We talked about how Howard kind of had that choke job against Hampton. And oh, I asked man. a question to West to uh Erica, our, our homegirl Erica, who's like, So what if what if like Quentin Williams, who she was hating on that, she was hating on that entire week. Oh, like, yeah. What if what if Quentin Williams is on Morgan State's team? Like, oh, they're going undefeated. <laughs> yeah, they'd be under, yeah. I, I I completely agree. Um, I don't even want to completely blame. I mean, I understand. I don't want to completely blame quarterback. It's not even. It's the execution because it's it, the plays are there. Coach Coach Williams is, is calling them. I mean, Coach Sherman is calling the plays, putting them in position. They're just probably me at Mike. There you go. Our defense is a plus, and our offense is f minus. That's all I'm gonna go ahead and give you mine. You said f plus. I'm gonna say f minus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Give you the extra credit, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, Morgan State, let's go. See, we ain't gonna talk bad about it without talking about them. Let's uh, get, let's get to it. Morgan State's taking on Yale. They trying out. They they did. They you know what I'm saying a little bit of the CAA. Now they finna look at uh the Ivy League. Uh, I don't know. Yale might outsmart them. Ah, I, know, I see what you did there. I know that was terrible, but <laughs> but no. Again, another game. Morgan State's defense has a chance to do something here. If if the offense can just step up and just really contribute, like all jokes aside, if they can find an offensive identity, one that can just be a game manager, honestly, I hate to say it, but Morgan State's defense in a position where they're going to have to score from defense. They're going to have to get, you know, pick sixes, fumble recoveries. That's that's kind of the position they're in now until the offense finally steps up and scores some points. Because at the end of the day, when you're kind of punching up, if we still want to con- consider that terminology, you know, the offense is going to have to put together at least two touchdowns just to give the defense a chance. Like you, it's, it's kind of hard to ask a defense of any caliber of any skill level to shut out another team. Like unless it's just that challenging, but I do believe that Morgan state will be competitive against Yale. I do believe that Morgan state's defense will do its best, but that offense is going to have to step up. Honestly, I don't think that might be the case. I think the offense will get needs some work. I think I got Yale in this one. Yeah. Um, I'm looking here at, at some of Yale's stats. Um, they're averaging. 20, they've only played two games, though. Um, they've they've um, they're averaging uh, 22 and a half uh, points per game. Um, I'm trying to look at their third down efficiency. They're like 55 percent on third down. Um, just looking, man. They don't have much. Um, yeah, they're owing to. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm I, looking. It's yeah. They, here, they, here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. Let let's say that Yale continues its offensive consistency and scores 22 points. Do you believe that Morgan no. State's offense can score at least 22? No. Even the game where they scored, yeah, the game where they scored what what was it? 21. One was a defensive touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. It's just it, they just don't have the offensive firepower. Like honestly, mm-hmm. if I had to if I had to put a score line on this, I think it would be like fourteen to seven or fourteen to ten. 
mm-hmm. in favor of Yale. I do think the defense steps up and proves their worth. Honestly, oh, yeah. I, I think it'll be a good game for the Morgan State defense to put some on tape and show the NFL scouts like, hey, we, we can do some things. I think it's going to yeah. be that kind of game for them. The offense just won't – offense can't bring the truck up the hill, though. 14 to 10 in favor of Yale over Morgan State. Yeah, I'm I'm very bi- I'm biased in this aspect. Um, I'm very high on Jordan toes. Um, um, it's no secret. I'm you know we 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 do a LSU podcast as well. Um, so we remember him when he was at LSU. When he went to Morgan State, I was like, okay, that's you know good position for him. That first game he balled out last year. He's already got three ints this year. Uh, he is actually my my favorite at this point for the Aeneas Williams. Um trophy mm-hmm. um but the defense can't do it alone um with that said i i think this is still a close game they may lose by a touchdown but it's because it'll be a defensive touchdown so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. now somebody who caught it probably could have played in the, in the ivy league uh just because they are that smart uh literally um jeremy moose and fam you um as they take on Mississippi Valley State in the Delta, they going to Itabina. Itabina, yeah. uh, shout out, shout out to Coach Wade, man. Like I'm, I'm happy that he's leading that program. It's similar to Coach Hampton. There's a new life in Mississippi Valley football that we haven't mm-hmm. really believed in for a long time. Like people oh, yeah. just didn't really believe in Valley football. They all just felt like it was all going to be an offer for them. That's not the case here. Like I understand what the record says. I understand how they played, but I think that's more on like the youth and the fact that other teams they're playing are more established and they have better guys right now. That's that's no knock on them, honestly. Especially what happened with the whole issue with the first classic against Central State and, and all oh, that yeah. was going on. Hey, great question, by the way, too. Cause that that really unlocked a lot of doors. So no, it it, it did, but over, overall, I, I still think you know, fam, you did there's gonna be a good game. But is going to win. And the reason I think is going to win is because the offense is just so polished compared mm-hmm. to more Mississippi Valley State's defense. Like, Valley's defense, that's that's the good part of the team. And I think they're going to compete against Musa and Sharid and Yan and all them guys. But the offense is just so – it's such a well-oiled machine at this point that that defense just isn't ready. And that's no knock on them. But at the oh, end yeah. of the day, you need more time. They just don't have that time just yet. I got I got you pulling this one out. Yeah, I do say um, I, I've been saying it, and so when it happens, y'all can come back and say that boy knew what he was talking about. Um, <laughs> Mississippi Valley is a year away. Next year, uh, they they might. I'm not saying they're gonna win the swag or win, you know, the East or anything like that. Um, no, I'm not saying it. But what I am saying is, I think they are. They'll they'll be more competitive. Because even now, they'll sneak up and, and, and win a game or two that people didn't think they would win, um, i.e. the Prairie View game or the AM game last year. Um, so right. they'll they'll sneak up and get a game or two. But it's just realistically, I, I think they're uh, a season away with the transfers they're bringing in, uh, with Coach Wade being able to fully uh, lay his imprint on that team. So They're they, they going to be good. I'm pulling, I'm pulling for you, Coach Wade, for real. Oh, definitely. You know, family, big. Family this time. Family just hung around. That's all. Yes. Um, D Law said, I think FAMU is focused. I completely agree. Um, can't even get it up there. I agree. Jeremy Moose, before we before we move to the next game, mm-hmm. Jeremy Moose is competing against himself. Like mm-hmm. and he 
and I, I'm gonna be honest, he's losing. <laughs> he is, and, and when I say lose, <laughs> I get oh shoot, I get what you're saying. It's funny you say it, but I get it. But like yeah. when I, but all jokes aside, this is Jerry Moose's chance. Like you're already an older quarterback. You know, you you play for FAMU, which is you know the reputation is improved for HBCUs, but it still is what it is to a certain extent. I think with the overthrows he was making early in the year, some of the points he left on the table, I don't think that really boded well for him, at least early on. I think as the season goes on, he'll probably sharpen up, getting more rhythm, and we'll see less and less of that happening. But he needs to really just show off his accuracy and make sure he doesn't miss throws that he's not supposed to miss as a multi-year starter, you know, a veteran of this team, a veteran of college football. You know, Jeremy, Jeremy Musa is not Andrew Body. And I mean that he's a pocket passer. Like if you're if you're a pure pocket passer, which is what he is, and you're not making the throws, yeah, that's a that's a, that's a red flag. I'm still pulling. I'm still pulling for him. You know, I I doubt he gets a combine invite or anything like that. But I do think he has a chance to you know show off his talent a little bit more. And I do think he'll have a chance to compete for a roster spot in professional football, whether that be NFL, USFL, or XFL. You know, the latter two might be one by the time this podcast is over. Yeah. Um, here we go. Uh, me at Mike said if North Carolina Central beat Valley 45 3 with a backup, I expect the so called number one team in HBCUs to drop at least 60. If they don't drop 60, I'm moving them the number two in the polls. I will say this I understand what he's saying. He is right, though. They should have, uh, similar if not better results uh seeing as though central did drop 45 but the difference is they are going to itabina that is a different place to play so if they win and the scores don't i wouldn't be surprised if it was like 41 17 or something like that so they're they gonna come out with some with some swap stories like when your yeah. granddad used to live in the in the woods like they're going some stories like that like we won but you know, I saw I saw the wind blowing a certain way, and the, the, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's right though. Fam, fam, you should definitely get the job done against Valley, and if they don't, it's, it's going to be kind of a red flag going forward. Yeah, and that's something that um, it bus it's the bus ride to Itabina. I'm glad D Lob said this. This was something I never thought about until Coach uh, Simmons was on the teleconference on Monday and said about like. That bus ride, it's like an hour long bus ride, you know what I'm saying? Just because where you can find rooms, you know, and stuff for the for like the team and stuff. And he was talking about, he said, it's different. He's like, it moves your spirit different. And I was like, I understood what he was saying, but it was like, that's so random. I would never have thought about that as far as affecting a football team, but it's, I get what he's saying. It's a small Mississippi, Mississippi Valley is a small school for those that don't know. Like everybody knows that Valley's probably the smallest school in terms of student population in this way. Like, so we, when you get there, it's probably just like a whole nother. What, what's what's it like? You ever seen the movie Holes? Like the, the old movie Hole? It's yes. kind of like going to Camp Green Lake, just like a middle of nowhere <laughs> destination. You don't know where. Like. Um, I did not think we would get a Stanley Yale Nets reference here in HBCU Iowa, but I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. Hey, that's already, matter of fact, Mason Smith coming back once a month. We just going to talk. <laughs> get an old movie reference. But nah. But yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when when he started talking, because again, 
for those of you who don't know, um, I know I've posted it. Um, Downside Football, our brothers over there uh, post the, and a lot of actually a lot of people post the the SWAC teleconference, uh, weekly teleconference. If you listen, get a chance to listen to Coach Simmons talk about it. Uh, it'll make sense, kind of what we're saying. It's just, I I understood what he's saying. It was like kind of like it was like this historic ride or something, you know, when you ride through and. I was just like, I never would have thought about that. So, but anyway, just it was random. It was random when he said it, and I was just like, that that, okay. that man, that yeah, yeah. As long as they ain't self inflicted, they'll be all right. So, next up, man, it's probably uh the best game of the weekend: State mm-hmm. Fair Classic, Graham versus Prairie View. Take place in a great state of Texas. Um, so, before I get into it, I do have a question for you. As I've yes. listened to my my good brother Darian Gray, mouth of the South, lost on HBCU guy, he's talked about numerous times that Trayzon Conley has improved his passing. Now, mm-hmm. of course, I haven't had a chance to watch Prairie View. I've been watching other games, a few other stuff. If you've seen Trayzon. How has this passing improved compared to last year? Because you know, I, I used to kind of crack on Prairie View last year. Like it's like you know, they quarterback is kind of like their best runner. They backup quarterback is their best receiver. Like it's like he's a kind of crack on them. But like, how have you seen Conley improve as a passer? So I, I can't I can't honestly answer because I I didn't really watch Prairie View a lot last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I I know what people said. Um, as far as last year about them, uh. With that being said, what I've seen out of them this year, um, everything that those guys were saying in media day was was completely true. Said, hey, he's gotten better. Um, we're gonna step it up. I, I know he was a conference player of the week, offensive conference player of the of the week, uh, week one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's had some good some good games um as of late. Shoot, if as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken. He threw, not through, but he led the team back when the last week, this past week, when they played Alcorn. Basically drove helped drive him down the field to set up the game winning field goal. So um I think what we were told if if he if he has it going, this team is going. So um yeah, so I, I've been impressed. I know uh Mike and Dr. Cavill, Mike Washington, and Dr. Cavill, when we talked about him, uh, it was a night for the for the uh Sweat Media Day. They talked about um his quarterback and said that, you know, he was all right, he was gonna be all right, you know, improve. So well, that kind of changes my perspective because I felt like Miles Crawl has been playing really well. I think he's oh. proving him. Oh listen, listen. I thought I, I I didn't think we talked early when we first started talking. We talked about best quarterbacks in the sweat. His his name never popped up. Nope. But hey, now like now, right now I, he t- I he top two and he ain't two. I can't really name you, mate. You can you can argue Musa, but I think the only reason I argue Musa now is because he started from the front and he hasn't really done enough to lose it. I'll put it like that. But Listen. everybody else, like I can't. 
I can't name not one one other quarterback that's better than him. And like it, it even before body went down, even before that, it was still kind of crawling because Crawley torched torched Hampton that first game of the year. Like it, if if the if you take away the results, meaning win loss, and you just put up Crawley's numbers against Hampton, hands down he wins conference play of the week that week. Hands down. Um, but no, no shot to Conley. Um, but this was more like a, um, he got it. I, I feel like he got it week one because he led the comeback. They won and everything else. Crawley played a game. Then that following week, the numbers may not fully show it when they, cause they play LSU, but he picked the defense apart. He drove down. I mean, and he threw a, literally the touchdown pass he threw. Oh, that, that was, was beautiful. Beautiful. It was perfect position. It's like, like it, it, it was either going to be a touchdown or incomplete pass. Like, That's it. I, th- I think we go, we talk about, you know, playing as an out of conference. Miles Crowley showed himself that day. Yes. Like, he made we, some we, money. That's that's a game that he needs to put on tape for some scouts to be like, look, you talk, you talked about you what the fifth best team in the country at the time or whatever they were ranked. This is what I did against them. I, I understand, like, you know, he there's other factors going on in that defense. Man, I was kind of disappointed in Sonny Anderson and, and all them. I expected them to kind of do a little bit better, but it is what it is. The offense, um, Lam, you know, Chance Williams. Miles Carley, they did their thing against LSU. I'm gonna be completely honest yeah. with you. Oh yeah, yeah. That, they that... put that on, put that on tape. That that you need to go to the the video coordinator right now. Be like, I need that on my my, my highlight tape right now. Yeah, well, huddle, huddle. They still do huddle in college. Still... Oh, huddle, boy. You you need, you need the graphic, Miles Carley. Yeah, <laughs> had a fire circle around him. Yeah, but, but uh, no, man, man, that he he had a game. Um. With that said, the only thing that worries me about this game is Grambling's defense. Grambling's defense has been uh, – I'll say I'm more disappointed in Grambling's defense than I am in um, – who's supposed to have a really good offense and, and suffered? Um, Southern. I'm more disappointed in Grambling's defense than I am Southern's offense. So. And that that really hurts. And that's and that's where kind of like the, the the matchup comes. Like whose defense is really built to last in this in this particular game? Oh, like oh, I'm like, sorry. I I would. Oh, me at Mike said Miles is by far the best QB in HBCU football. Oh, I so I. I this year, play wise, I'll agree. I can agree with that. However, I, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. Yeah. However, I think we all know the potential of a healthy Davis Richard. Uh, Is it Richard or Richard? I don't know. He listen. When you play that good, you just got to get fancy, David Richard. And he got, he got the eyes too. Like he just yeah. the whole. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it, you know what I'm saying. If he was born a, a, a decade or two early, they, his, his nickname definitely be Cat Daddy. So, um, but, but yeah, Miles Miles being the best QB in HCU ball, like it. If you take it at face value, yes, I can also agree. I think you. I think again, both of our hesitations comes from the context. Like 
what what does Davis Richard do if he's healthy? What does Andrew Body do if he's healthy? Like what? Mm-hmm. Like you have two quarterbacks who are expected to be you know competing for that spot that are both hurt, and, and one's done for the year. We don't we won't ever know what he was going to be this year, outside of that prayer view game, which we thought okay this is this is a sign of things to come. Ooh we yeah exactly. now we'll, now we'll never know. Davies Richard, you you played against A and T. Um, he didn't play well and he didn't play much against UCLA, but he was hurt. Didn't play last week against um, I forgot who they played. Val- Valley, they, they, Central played Valley. They didn't. He, he didn't play against Valley. So it's like, what? Yeah, I, you. If you were just talking about like, I'll put it like this: this is a power ranking that was like a week to week basis. Miles is number one for sure. Yeah. But as far as this game goes, we can we can kind of keep it moving. I think I think Gremlin. I think the offense does enough. I think Miles Crawley continues the hot streak. You know, I think Trayson has a good game. I think Caleb Johnson has a good game offensively too. But I think it's going to be a shootout. This for the West. Oh, I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's. Uh, I, now I'm not going to say. I'm not saying like uh, Alcorn doesn't have a shot. But this is. I think this is for the West. Uh, Prairie View has already got a big lead. They, if this will be, you know, if they win, this will be a 3 0 in the West. If first of all, if Auburn don't fix that offense outside yeah. of Howard, it's already over for them, no matter who else wins. But mm-hmm. in terms of this game, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think both teams have a chance to put 25 plus on the board. That's like, fair. That's, I believe yeah. that both teams have a legitimate chance to put 25 or more on the board. But I think Gramley wins this shootout. It's gonna be a barn burner. Like it's gonna mm-hmm. be a it's gonna be a highlight tape with the with the ESPN. Dun 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 dun. It's gonna have all like what that Chris Berman stuff when he be coming on late at yeah. night. They're they gonna have that theme music playing behind it because it'll be such a barn. Burner. Right. Whoop whoop whoop. <laughs> Man, I ain't gonna lie. When you hear that theme, dun 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 dun. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> he knows it's a good game. But Gremlin, Gremlin, I got you over Prairie View in a barn burner. Yeah, I, I think Tony Hall, Hugh Jackson, John Simon. Yeah, give me, give me Gremlin, give me Gremlin. They calling plays. This offense has been lights out, just terrific this season. Give me Gremlin. Um. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Give me grammar. Um next on the list. Um uh, it seemed like this team hadn't played in it seemed like they ain't played in like a month. <laughs> it hadn't been long, but Hampton versus Richmond. How would we haven't seen since the upset loss mm-hmm. to Hampton? I'm sorry, Hampton. We haven't seen. I said, I'm sorry. I'm I'm all over the place. Hampton versus Richmond. I'm talking about Howard, but no, we last time we saw Hampton was um, was the big win, the upset win over Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had some time off. They've played a lot better than I expected, um, and they probably, if not for you know. Um, Distraction with administration, straight of things, they may be undefeated. You, you may be <laughs> right. I think I think I can I can get behind that. Like Hampton, 
Hampton's just in a, a really, you know, a tough place academically. Well, I don't say academically because academics are fine. But, like, you know, like you said, in terms of the administration, you know, I remember talking to somebody at MEAC Media Day who was a Hampton alum. He, he now works for another MEAC school that I will not say out loud. But he, he talked about, you know, if Hampton don't get their stuff together, they might just get put out. Like, forget losing out. They might just get put out if they don't get their stuff together. And mm-hmm. back to the MEAC by default. But, you know, I hope that doesn't happen. As far as this game is concerned, go ahead. No, I was I was just oh, yeah. agreeing with you. But as but as far as this game is concerned, really the next three games that we're about to talk about, I think it's a big deal. This is a big three games for HBCU ball. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's gonna these next three games are really big to see. Like, okay, is HBCU football the true just bottom, and there's no nobody else worse than them, or do we really have to like give them a better understanding? Like, not I understand. Just because those team, these next three games, they're going HCU favorite, that'll make them the best, the best in FCS. I understand that, but you know, if Hampton beats Richmond, Tennessee State beats UT Martin, and Howard beats Robert Morris, you you will be hard pressed to keep HCUs at that perceived level that national pundits keep them at. So I think that's a big deal. I really want to say that. But Hampton versus Richmond. I mean, Morgan State already beat Richmond. I think that if I remember correctly. That's I think correct. Chris Zellis has proved his Chris Zellis has proved his worth as the Hampton quarterback, you know, and Hampton has already proved like down, not out. Give me Hampton. I ain't gonna I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I'm not even gonna, you know what I'm saying? Uh look, I'm taking Hampton. I'm taking Hampton. They've got a they had an extra week to prepare. Uh Coach Pronte. I think he's uh he's he's at the point where He's ready to prove his worth, and I think they they're ready. I think this is that year. Take they, I think they take the next step. So I, I do. Oh, yeah. Uh Tennessee State UT Martin. We're going to jump into it. I ain't I ain't trying to steal your shine. Oh no, no, no. You good. I, I appreciate it. Hey, I got I just got the list pulled up on my phone right here. I just wanted to follow, make sure I'm following along right with you. Yeah. Um Tennessee State, momentum's at an all-time high for them. Like you, you can ask for a better spot in football for Tennessee State, Eddie George, who as we all in H, for those who know, like Eddie George has put his stamp on HCU ball the right way. I understand it hasn't resulted in many wins. We understand that. But for those who really know about HCU ball, what Eddie George is about and how he built that program, you know, we have we in HCU land really support him. We really do. Um, I think that big win over Gardner Webb did a lot for them. UT Martin, ironically enough, I think that's where like. The DB for Valley came from Aaron Webb, if I remember correctly. I think he came from there. But Tennessee State, I think they have a chance to continue and get another win. I think they're going to pull it off against UT Martin. Yeah. Um, I agree. I I really feel like uh, Tennessee State, I think the, their toughest game may be behind them. Toughest games possible. I, I, um, I can get that. I mean, I mean, of course, Notre Dame was so – I'm not meaning Notre yeah. Dame. I'm meaning like just you know, mm-hmm. uh, getting getting over some certain humps. Uh, this is a team that lost to Lane, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, last year it, or it's a year before. Either way, um, no disrespect to Lane, but mm-hmm. I almost went to Lane, which is funny you bring that up. Oh wow, but, but yeah, I almost went to Lane. I was on the drum line, everything, but yeah, chose to be a Hornet instead. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah, but, I, I Tennessee State over UT Martin. I think Eddie George gets it done. They continue to progress. All right. Next up, you mentioned that this one is out uh as well. Rob Howard versus Robert Morris. 
Do do which Howard do we see now? This is and I was trying to say earlier, uh, we hadn't seen him since the upset loss mm-hmm. to Hampton. Um, do we see a bounce back, or is this just a um, is this is this gonna be Howard? Let, let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. Do you believe in Quentin Williams? Yeah, I, I believe he can get the job done. He doesn't have to be a hero. All he realistically needs to do is um I, I don't want to say game manage. He's just gotta he's just gotta do his assignment, do his one eleven. I think mm-hmm. he's he's okay. He didn't have to, you know what I'm saying? They've got a running back core that oh can oh Hunter James Wheeler yeah. Hawthorne doing back. everything. Hunt Hawthorne playing like Debo Samuel out there. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, you know, I think they can get creative on a little bit more creative on offense, but they'll be all right. I, I, I think Howard can can pull this one off. So yeah. Again, shout out to Erica. You know, your feelings are definitely justified. I understand your frustrations. I really do. But the thing that I kind of didn't get with the thing I didn't get with like the, the Quentin Williams, you know, frustration is the fact that, you know, what did you really expect from him? You know, if you expected him to just be, you know, a get-the-job-done quarterback, a game manager, for lack of a better term, somebody that can just, you know, do good things, well, he, he kind of has been – he's been doing that, to be honest with you. Like, he, he's been doing that. You want to talk about, well, down by what he didn't do in the clutch. Well, if you're if you're relying on your game manager to be clutch, that's kind of where you went wrong in the first place. Like let's like let's be honest. Like if you're expecting the guy you expected to not carry you to victory, to carry you to victory, then yes, you're probably gonna lose that game. And that's and that's no hate on Quentin Williams. Honestly, I like them. That was another guy I was kind of high on coming into the year. You know, big six five quarterback. You know, definitely has the build to do things at the next level, but he hasn't performed performed to that level. And as I'm learning that people have weren't really that high on him to begin with. Well, I'm not really surprised that that's the case. If you expected him to just be great, you know, one time, like I understand, like you know, just be great one time. You don't gotta be great all the time. That that's that's better in theory. That's better said than done. If you're great, you're just great. You don't just become great at certain times. You're just always great. But yeah. so with with that said, I think Howard, I think Quinn Williams continues to get better this year. I think the running game, like you said, is going to do what they need to do. Kenny Gallup in that secondary, I do enjoy them. I think they, I think they've been better. They've been better than what they've shown so far. I, I think Howard comes out with the win against Robert Morris. It's not, it's not going to be, it's going to be close. My bad, it's going to be close. Yeah. You know, I haven't looked at Robert Morris's tape or anything like that, but I think knowing what I know about Howard, it's going to be a close game. They still got to get better, but I think they're going to pull it out. Yeah. Uh, what's good? It's PV versus everybody in the building. Uh, said number six loading. All right. Uh, next up, North Carolina A and T versus Norfolk. Yikes, um, brother Dave, I love you, but you mean Norfolk State? <laughs> I, listen, <laughs> I'll be joking by Coach Odom. Coach Odom, I'm telling, you, he's sitting there with us like, uh, 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 I'm still alive. Man, <laughs> I'm still that, alive. That boy. Coach Oldham is like a superhero. He's a supervillain from a movie. Yeah. Like that was, it was my first time seeing him this year. He, he reminds like if I was to put him in a suit, he I was like, Coach Oldham, just say this line, be like, bring me the bat, or I'll bring golf him. 
to its knees. Like, <laughs> like oh god. <laughs> but no, um, Norfolk State also another team on the roll. I think they're trying to figure it out. Otto Coons has proved like that was something Coach Odom said when he named Coons the starter before the year started. He wanted to see if Coons was actually doing his job to get better and keep the spot, and he did. And he's showing that, to be honest with you. Like it was, it was. You know, not pretty early on, but I think we kind of expected that. You know, the offense still has some kinks to work out, and I think they worked them out or worked them out a lot better than where they were when they started. Right. North Carolina NT, they they're struggling, like they're they're kind of reeling right now. You know, the offense, offense looking like they making Morgan State like an air raid offense. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie to you. They they make they making Morgan State like they could put a sixty a game, but yeah. but North Carolina NT is definitely reeling. You know. And there's definitely no no hate on them. Like I know you've probably said on your show before, but I I say like I've never been one to just you know hate on A and T just because they left. I understand like some people feel like oh they left because they wanted better comp or whatever like or things like that. You know I understand that retaliatory remarks are warranted when you talk like that, but it's never really that deep to be like oh I don't support them. I still support A and T. You know I'm, I'm I'm happy they've had the success they've had, but as far as this game is concerned, I think Norfolk State pulls it out. Yeah, uh, yeah, Norfolk State. I, I just that offense can't. I don't know if they could pass uh gas at this point. They just have been. Hey, just been who I, at this point, man, they might they might call you see so you want to come out of retirement. You know, hop in the backfield. <laughs> you know, punch it in from the five. You know, they can uh, they can get you down there. Just got to you got to punch it in. No, 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 no. Um. <laughs> If I'm no comment. Virginia Lynchburg <laughs> versus Dale State. Um I don't know if this oh yeah. You, Virginia you Lynchburg see me versus head, right? State. Yeah. Yeah. I um the as sad as this is to say, I want to have faith that Delaware State can win this. I want to have faith. But no. I'm thinking Virginia Lynchburg might might get them. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, it's going to get ugly before it gets better for Lee Hall and the Hornets. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't think that Lee Hall is a bad hire. I think he's ultimately mm-hmm. a good thing. He proved, he proved some things at Howard. I think he just needs a, a, some more time. I don't think first, I don't think it's fair to fire any coach after a year. Like oh, he's, yeah. no, no. he's playing without his guys. He's playing a schedule that he didn't make. Like he, like he's that's just that's really not fair to him. Let's to be honest with you. Are the results we're seeing disappointing? Yes, because you let Army, a team that's historically a non-passing team, pass for like with three hundred yards, three four hundred yards, like that. Like that, that was probably when I was like, dang, I don't think I don't think it's gonna be a good year for Delaware State when I saw that. But I think. It's just gonna have to get ugly before it gets better for them, and it's not gonna be pretty. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be tough. But I think if Lee Hall is given some time, he could turn it around. VUL has been a punching bag, to be honest with you, to other HBCUs in the FCS. Like I've always seen them on the MEAC schedule, and it's never been a pretty result. All right. But I think because of how bad Delaware State is this year, I think VUL kind of gets puts one in the win column this time. Maybe not next year, but this time, I think VUL is gonna put one in the win column. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can say. (laughs) 
Man, let's let's go and get to the next one. Tuskegee versus Alabama AM. Yeah, um, so Josh Sims made the prediction that Tuskegee was going to beat one of the schools in Alabama. Uh one of the H the the D1 schools, maybe even both. Um I honestly don't think it's gonna be this week. Uh quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. I kept saying that um I felt like AM that Coach Maynard would get the quarterback situation right uh before he gets it wrong. Uh after seeing the you know quarterback play uh against Lane, uh also against Vanderbilt, um, I don't think he got it wrong last year. I think he got the probably got the best guy. Uh, he just had, you know, he still need a little more time. He just wasn't ready yet. Uh, Langford came out and looked great, I think, in those two games. Uh, maybe not exceptionally well, but he looked good, really good. Um, unfortunately, he sprained his knee. In comes uh, Casey. Casey did not – I said when they played Southern, I said – I said they're off. I said they don't have Langford because Langford was very efficient. He was 15 to 19 against Lane. Um, I think he was like 10 or 17 against Vanderbilt, something like that. Um, but Casey was off. Last week, he woke up. So I'll take uh I'm taking AM. Um I think Meeks is injured as well for Tuskegee. So yeah, give me AM. I have to, I have to roll with you. Like Tuskegee is still the upper echelon of D two football, upper echelon in the SEAC. This is not the, this is not the Tuskegee. At least this year, the team that would be like we might consider for D one. Like this, I don't think this year's team, you know, is is on that level that's historically been on. So I think A and M pulls it out. I think A and M continues to establish themselves on offense. I think Eaglin has to get himself going though. I want to see more from him. I, I want to see him be. He had a he had a good game against uh, UAPB. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I remember. It. I think he had a good game. But we should be talking. We should talk about Eaglin. We talking about Jarvie and Howard. No, like, Eaglin. Eaglin. Yeah, had, he ran for one something. But yeah. Oh, I agree with you. But I'm saying we should be talking about Donovan Eaglin on the same level or class as Jarvie Agreed. and Howard. Like Agreed. I think like everybody was kind of excited. You know what? What he was? What is he going to do? And things like that. I, he. He hasn't done that. He has not been bad. I'm, I'm going to make sure I say that now. In case you're listening, Donovan Eaglin, you have not been bad. But you have not been up to the potential that we thought you were going to be. So I think, you know, with that said, I, I want him to continue stepping it up, improving like, oh, this is the guy we've been waiting to watch. But Alabama and comes out with the win. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, next up, we got Miles versus Central State. Um, I'm going to just kind of go through these because um, – it's uh we've already kind of it's yeah, yeah gonna look little you know so I wasn't expecting the uh body news that <laughs> added sometimes <laughs> um but central miles has been lights out oh um, my gosh the co- Klein Peter the quarterback Ooh. yes his phone's probably ringing off the hook for tra- in the transfer like hey man you wanna you know? yeah 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 so hey <laughs> yeah Central State had a great opening win against uh Mississippi Valley State. Um but as we just said Miles is rolling. Give me Miles. Klein Peters like that. You know, I think he's proven himself to be in contention for first team quarterback. 
And, you know, if he continues it, maybe a dark horse or player of the year in the conference. All right. So, yeah, Miles. All right. Next up, we got Fort Valley State versus Allen. Give me Fort Valley. No. First, I'm a Georgia boy. I got to go with them. But, but no, all just aside, Fort Valley, again, another top team in the, in the SIC. I think they have a chance to get some things done. Yeah. Allen is rolling. Allen is uh they keep finding ways to win, even if it gets ugly. I'm gonna take Allen. Yes, sir. This next one, this next one ain't even fair, but I had oh to, my I goodness. Had, I had to uh Morehouse this, this, versus Benedict. Somebody trying to sneak in. Ain't nobody sneaking in that house. They mm-hmm. they did just walking in, they walking in the front door. I talked to Gerard Woods before the year. I think he's a good coach. I think he'll have a chance to turn that program around. But mm-hmm. we're talking about a, a fully realized Benedict team that Lubert, Lubert Dennis, my goodness. Yeah. He, his phone's also probably ringing off the hook about transferring to other places. But I, he's, he's done some really good things. I expect him to be – shout out to Lubert Dennis. I'm going to just say it right quick. I expect him to be in all the postseason stuff, you know, Legacy Bowl, Shrine yeah. Bowl, all, all that stuff. If he's coming out this year, I expect him to be – Right up in that, and I honestly think he might be one of the D2 guys to get a chance in the NFL because he, he's just showing that. But yeah. Benedict to Morehouse. Benedict over Morehouse, a lot to a little. <laughs> yes. Uh Benedict has not uh, – they've only given up 10 points all season, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, 10 points all season. That's uh, two and a half points a game. So people are pretty much a field goal. Mm-hmm. Do it you, with that as you will, Benedict. Uh, next up, Winston-Salem State versus Lincoln, PA. Oh, my, my new stopping grounds. How about that? Uh, I got to go with Coach G. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think Coach Huck is doing a great job with them. Winston-Salem State, I, mean, I, I say this with love. I say this with love. I joke about when schools, like, you playing football against a basketball school. Like, yeah. like Winston-Salem State basketball, oh, we're there. We we there. Winston Salem State football. Yeah. Lincoln <laughs> over Winston Salem State. Yeah. Um, Ant said it best. Um, when they win and they the fighting Stephen Gaithers. When they losing, they are the fighting Stephen A. Smiths. So they're gonna be the Stephen A. Smiths this week. I'm going with Coach G. Uh, Lincoln, PA. Uh, next up, this one's actually a, a pretty good matchup. That. Uh, now, it's not necessarily a pretty good matchup. Uh, Virginia State versus Shaw. Jada Byers should be at the NFL combine as a D2 back. Or he should, he should definitely be at a combine. He should be at somebody's combine. Like, when I did a story on him last year, I was looking up his numbers. He's putting up numbers similar to Danny Woodhead. Now, of course, nobody mm. really knows who that is because he's a white running back. But Danny Woodhead – Holds a lot of records on the D2 level, national records on the D2 level. And where did he go? To the NFL. Jada Barnes is putting up Jada Barnes is putting up similar numbers to Danny Woodhead. So that's why I think, you know, he hasn't done super great this year, but he's still Jada Byers. And I think he's going to do some things against Shaw. Give me Virginia State. Yes, sir. All right. Next up, Johnson C. Smith. I don't know if I said, hold on. If I don't know if I said Johnson, uh, but I'm going with Virginia State too. I don't know if I said it, uh, but next up, Johnson C. Smith 
versus Elizabeth City State. John C. Smith can turn it around. They've been doing some good things. Had a, had a documentary come out with HBCU Game Day. Give me Johnson C. Smith. Johnson C. Smith. Uh, they've been. I know how they did my boys over at uh, Bluefield State. <laughs> so, yeah. Give me them. Uh, that's it, man. You got it. Are there any other notable games that you uh you think of? Anything we left off? No, but there is something I wanted to ask you about, and it's been Let's you go. know creeping on my mind to hear your two cents. I'm sure you ever talked about it. Mm-hmm. South Carolina State, Buddy Pugh, farewell mm-hmm. season. Where do you think the coach? Who do you think is next in line? Like I've heard, you know. Benedict and how they're how they're doing. Yeah, there goes um, next in line. We're, we're, I'm gonna we're tell you who I'm gonna tell you who I who it who I pray is not. Nothing against the guy. I just I don't know if this is. Uh, I don't want to. I'd rather not see it fail than to see if it's really good. Um, that's Ray Lewis. I don't want to see that experiment again, or not again. I don't want to see that. You know, because. It it was it was successful with coach with, with coach prime. I, I I'll say that. But then we had Ed Reed. Ed Reed that he didn't even get going. And it was just so I don't want to necessarily see that. Um Chinda's Barry makes the most sense to me. That's what I was thinking. He he's probably getting that. He there's probably some conversations going. It it would depend. Like you it'll be a similar to a Damon Wilson situation. You know, Bowie State, he was at Bowie State for a while. Um, I think Morgan State had an opening before, a first time before, then they didn't pick Wilson. Yeah. Thankfully, he was still at Bowie to hire him then. Um, Ray Lewis, my opinion, I'm not against, you know, former big-time coaches or you want to consider celebrity coaching, you want to use that term. Let's just use people who have like established themselves in coaching or in like beyond football and other facets besides playing. You know, I think you know we we give a lot of flack to Deion Sanders, but at least he was doing stuff with Under Armour All American Games. He was doing stuff in high school. Yeah. He was he was doing some kind of coaching before getting to Jackson State. You know, Ed Reed. You know, same same situation. He was doing some coaching. You know, he worked with the Bills for a while. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, and I, and I, for, for one, I'm, I'm gonna be clear. I, I've said this to people like off, offline. Edry, the issue with him was the fact of his approach. He could, he could have been upset. He could have said everything he wanted to say, but there is just a certain way you can, you can come at people. And I'm not talking about being nice. I'm not talking about being euphemistic or beating around the bush. You know, just, just as a person, just as a person, you know, man to man. If you're coming in here yelling at me about what I'm doing and not doing, I'm just not going to listen to you. I, I don't I don't care how right you may be. And I don't care about who you listen to. No. There's a certain amount of respect that I would want to garner as a man and a human being that you're just not going to talk to me like that. Matter of fact, quick story about this. I talked to a person close to Bethune-Cookman's program who was mm-hmm. like within the program and things, and they were talking to Ed Reed. You know, just getting like, hey, Ed, hey, Ed you know, this is what you need. This is how things go. And even in that conversation, just a simple conversation at lunch, He's already, you know, on 10, just like, ah, yeah. if you're talking like that, just on a regular conversation, this is not the football field. If this was on the football field, you know, you do what you do. You know, it's the culture. But if you're trying to have a conversation, 
No. If you're trying to handle logistics and you know delegate and you know be a be a good representation, no, that that fire is it's honestly just misplaced. And I say that in like the most sincere way. I honestly hope that every gets a chance to coach somewhere. I really do. But just that situation overall just did not pan out for him. Now Ray Lewis, equally passionate guy, but we know that Ray Lewis knows how to talk like a regular person. <laughs> As long as he don't come in there and the first thing he say, the Lord sent me to do this job. No, please stop. The Lord has sent some several coaches to the HBCU world, and every time y'all tell us he sent y'all, uh, we we want to stop. And- shout, shout out, like I, like I said earlier in the show, Eddie George has done it the right way. Yes, yes, he has, and that's another one. Like I said, if it's great, if it's good, but if not. Like, you know who would be a good person to consider? Antonio Cromartie. I'm not sure if you've seen the, some of the – like, he's been in some spaces. He's talked about it. Yeah. He wants to get into coaching. Like, he re- like he truly just wants to, like, coach. Yeah. He's applied for jobs before. Like, I'm not sure of his whole coaching resume, but Antonio Cromartie's talked about doing some things. And I think someone should consider bringing him on. If not a head coach and at least a coordinator, you know what he's talking about defensively. One of the better cornerbacks of his time. Yeah. But – Overall, as far as the coaches which at Buddy Pugh at South Carolina State, I think Chanis Berry is probably the best option right now unless something just completely knocks out of left field. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, – shout out to Blue. Blue uh, pops in and says, shout out to uh, my guys Pugh and Mason. Uh, fire. Also, congrats to Mason on the new position. I appreciate I appreciate that. Zach, man, you, you holding it down. Of course, for those who don't know, I accepted a new full-time position in Pennsylvania. You know, covering high school sports, working things like that. But I'm an HBCU grad. HBCUs will always be in my heart. I'm always going for the guys to do well. You know, as as media, we try to keep an unbiased opinion. You know, it's kind of bittersweet that I'm not actively doing it like I once was. But now that I'm not, I get to go ahead and be honest to say I'm going for every last one of y'all to do great things. Media-wise, player-wise, coach-wise, I hope everybody succeeds in the HBCU level. I want all of us to win. And that's what I want to make sure I do, even as I'm transitioning to another challenge. Big facts. Big facts. All right. Uh, we got some um, Conference Player of the Week awards uh, for the SIAC and also um, also the uh, CIAA. Um, so let's get those up real quick. And we'll start with the CIAA. Uh, quarterback is Isaiah Freeman from Lincoln, PA. Offensive back was Jimmo Williams for Virginia State. Receiver was Eli Riddick from uh, Lincoln, PA. Offensive lineman was Harlan St. Louis from Virginia State. Defense alignment was Isaac Anderson from Virginia Union. Linebacker was Brian Greer from Fayetteville State. DB was Dante Bowling from Winston-Salem State. Rookie, I'm sorry, not rookie, special teams was uh, Jacob... Manessis from Fayetteville State. I hope I said that correct. And then the rookie <laughs> was Jimmel Williams from Virginia State. These are your CIAA Food Line Players of the Week. Now we got the SIAC Players of the Week. You got – why is this thing here? Oh, that's why, because it's not. Uh, for, uh, for offense, <laughs> you got Edwin Klein, Peter Jr. You mentioned him. Uh, for defense, you got Vincent Hill from Tuskegee. From Central State, the special teams uh, player of the week was Jose uh, Kyres. 
Osiris. And then newcomer was Brandon Marshall from um, Fort Valley State, if I'm not mistaken. Klein Peter. Klein Peter just. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because we mentioned, I said, oh, yeah, he got play of the week, too. Because he, he cooking. You you got to cook with a name like Klein Peter, man. You you can't you can't let the jokes get him off. You can't let him get off the jokes. All right, his name is Klein Peter. Nope, Klein Peter just <laughs> threw for three hundred yards on you, so, and I, he threw against on my alma mater. I'm so hurt, but it's yeah. okay. Shout out to Klein Peter, man. Keep doing your thing. Yeah. Uh, nah, man. We feel. Let's go ahead and get up out of here. Uh, wrap this thing up. Uh, before we go, or before I go, we usually let uh our guests. Tell a little bit about themselves, where people can find you, uh, anything you're working on. So here's your time, Mason. Well, thanks again for letting me be on HBCU Hour. My name is Mason Smith, Georgia born and raised, Alabama State grad. You know, contributing writer for HBCU Legends, but like I said earlier, I'm be moving to Pennsylvania to start a new job as a high school sports reporter. You know, definitely support HBCU Hour, support all your HBCU media. You know, we definitely are on the you know boots on the ground coverage. Again, just thank you for the support. You know, I'm, also, I'm always of HCU in my heart. Now, you still might see me around from time to time. But until then, thank you so much, Pooh. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Love talking with you. All right. Man, as always, man, like I said, it was an honor. We we're looking forward to this one. Uh, hey, Ant can be here, but my, my man is uh, doing some big things, man, trying to trying to get things right. Uh, I'm, if, I'm just blaming wife. I blame her for everything anyway. Anytime he came, it's your fault, Jazz. All right, let me go ahead and get up out of here, man. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, man, talking about who won, who lost, you know what I'm saying, how right and how wrong we are. Uh, but like that, we out. This show was presented by betonline.ag. Bring me my money. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.